Hello everybody. Most of you would have used Big Basket. In this week's podcast, we have Bhavana who gives us a sneak peek on her experience as a product manager in Big Basket. And she also runs us through her experience in search domain. Hey Bhavana, I mean it's uh, quite a pleasure having you on this uh, podcast. For our listeners, could you uh, please uh, give an intro about yourself? Sure. Yeah. Hi. Hi, Krishna. Hi, Mayank. Uh, firstly, thanks for this session. Uh, I'm really excited about it. It's been a year since I did a post podcast, so yeah, it's uh, it's a good uh, <laughs> it's a good experience for me again. So, quick intro about myself. Um, I did my bachelor's of engineering in electronics, and then I randomly became a QA engineer. So, when I did not even know uh, what software testing means, I joined in as a QA engineer and. i learned uh, software testing and it was pretty exciting and uh, one important thing is i never liked coding okay so that is why i never took computer science engineering but then what i eventually learned is i had to uh, code as a qa engineer and somehow okay i forced myself into it and i liked it i was like okay this is fine and then um, i moved to big basket so my first company was a b2b startup it was a very small startup and then i moved to big basket because e-commerce was the boom uh, it has still been the boom so i wanted to learn how e-commerce works so that's why i got into big basket as a qa engineer too and uh, after one year suddenly i got an opportunity to become a product manager and again that was also a, the case where i did not even know what product management actually involves so it, it was like okay i i don't know what it is but i'm i'm sh- i was sure ki this is something exciting i've seen product managers um it, it feels like oh they have a lot of power and influence so i was like yes let me get into that it, it sounds cool to and of course the manager title it's like yeah, yeah. i mean whenever i you have to introduce yourself to anyone who is in non tech if you say product manager they'll be like ah oh, manager oh okay okay <laughs> they don't understand the, they'll they leave the product a part of it they'll go oh, manager manager uh, rather than like okay saying that engineer thing so i was like yeah let me get into it and um, th- then i became a product manager um i was working on the customer experience side of things uh, which means the big basket app that you use so i was working on various features which was um, getting built on the app and then covid hit us last year and what happened was most of the action in big basket happened on the back end side of things because the operations went for a toss so that's when um, there was one opening again in uh, the supply chain side of things i was like okay i think i should try that also so that eventually i'll figure out what is that i actually like is it customer experience or would it be the back end supply chain operations so i was fortunate enough to get into the last mile side of things and it was a great one and a half years journey it was fantastic i'll say it's a lot of difference uh, let me tell you that from how we build products for customer for customers versus how we build uh, products for operations it's it's very different that's what i'll say and so far it has been a great journey yeah that is what i would say 
इंटरेस्टिंग जर्नी भावना सो आई थिंक यू ब्रॉट अप ग्रेट पॉइंट लॉट ऑफ थिंग्स गो ऑन दी बैक एंड राइट वेर फॉर अ कंज्यूमर इट्स लाइक वाई एम आई सींग वाई आई एम अ वेरी एक्टिव यूजर ऑफ बिग बास्केट एंड आई लाइक वाई डू हैव टू टेक अ टोकन एंड क्यों इतना आसानी तो है एक ऑर्डर तो फुलफिल्ड almost every time right so i think the experience that big basket has uh, uh, sort of set up and say okay, okay we promise whatever you will order we will deliver right i think that's the pro- mm-hmm. promise uh, big basket has stuck to so maybe you can give a sneak peek around that that would be great for our listeners sure yeah definitely so basically you're saying i can i can um i mean i can talk about the whole journey right from how an order is placed to till how it's delivered sure yeah okay so let's say uh, krishna and mayank they place their orders and let's say krishna place the order first followed by mayank now what happens is all these orders um they have to be fulfilled from a warehouse so warehouse is uh, basically a building which has like thousands of products right now the items that you have ordered that has to be picked right so basically there is a picking app also right so that is um that that is the one which ensures that okay we have to pick let's say krishna's order first and followed by mayank's order right now let's say yours uh, krishna's order was in um the slot for let's say 3 to 5 pm and let's say mayank slot was 5 to 7 pm right so the way it happens is all the picking which gets done it is uh, definitely first in first out right so krishna's orders which is uh, like which is for the slot 3 to 5 pm it goes for picking and the picker uses a picking app uh, which will call out let's say you have ordered 20 items and all those 20 items will be shown in the picking app and the the picker who is using that app he will go pick all those items and put it in a cart put it in a crate i mean you might have even seen the crates um, which gets whenever it's coming for delivery you would have seen those red crates so they they put it in those crates and then there is a last mile delivery side of it right so they will pick all these orders of krishna they'll keep it in a certain position and then a rider is assigned to the order right so once a rider is assigned to the order he he will just see uh, the delivery statement i'm sure you'll be getting a delivery statement also which lists all the products so there again a second round of um, check happens just to ensure that if krishna has ordered 20 items all 20 items are part of the crate right because we don't want to uh, i mean it shouldn't be an experience where you have ordered 20 items but you delivered only 19 items right because since all of this is a manual process it's always good to have a second level of check so let's say the rider uh, who is assigned to krishna's order he will he will see the delivery statement he will just have a quick look that okay all 20 items are there and he will also do a quick quality check okay the qc part of it of course he won't check like how the picker will check for the quality he will just see okay 
whether it's all uh, whether the packet is not torn right and even a quick look at the vegetables especially right because you know how indians are like we don't want uh, like we, indians generally they only want to see the vegetables and the fruits that uh, that they are going to buy they'll see each and every vegetable like okay turn around 360 degree mm. and then only pick it right so uh, of course it's it's quite challenging if you have to do that um, every single minute in the warehouse right so of course uh, no one will be able to do the 360 round check and all but yes overall we will definitely see the quality and even the rider also checks the quality to some extent and then uh, he just takes um, that crate or so if at all it is a van order so sometimes you will be getting the order in a van and sometimes you'll be getting the order in a bike right so if it's small uh, if, if it's a small order for example let's say less than 10 items or only 3 items and all probably you'll get it in a bike and if at all your order is like some 25 30 items and all probably you'll get it in a van right so once once the rider checks all of this he loads all those crates to his van or he keeps it in his bike and then um, of course there is a delivery right. app all right so you might have seen the delivery app of this mantra amazon guys and all right so once they come there they will probably say that okay this product was delivered so we also have a very similar thing so in case of amazon mantra and all it will be at a product level right because if you see the number of items in a order it let's say it will be a two or three right so even when you're placing together let's say i i place um, an amazon order of four mm-hmm. items it will get delivered at different times so it's not like all four items are going to come at mm-hmm. the same time so in amazon mantra and all probably the delivery app uh, it will say that okay mark this item as delivered but in our case where the basket size is huge we cannot say oh maggie is delivered okay the lipstick is also delivered <laughs> so uh, it'll be more like okay this order is delivered so that is what we will have in the delivery app so whatever we just spoke was the post order uh, journey and uh, to give a sneak peek of what happens pre order is okay now let's say uh, you just landed on the home page right so the home page is the uh, asset of the marketing team okay so marketing team kind of owns that page and they'll be very careful of what you show on the home page right because it's uh, it's like uh, the first page of the app which gets maximum number of views and of course we all want to be like very careful about what we want to show to the customers right so marketing so, team i think yeah. so i think a uh, uh, a sort of replica or or maybe a analogy if listeners want to think about it would be a retail space uh, and mm. the shelf space that there is right so what product actually goes onto the shelf is of utmost importance because the customers are going to see that right so someone wants yeah. to relate to it probably the home page of an app is Uh, like the shelf space of a retail uh, store right there is a yeah. lot that might go on saying ki which product and how many products right so kahan pe kya rakhna chahiye nahi rakhna chahiye that actually is given a lot of thought right that's that's perfect see the online world has to replicate the offline world only then customers will feel like okay yeah this is this is same like how i'm shopping generally right so that is why you even get the delivery statement because in the offline world also you will get a bill after you shop mm-hmm. so that is what we also want to replicate even in the online world and like you said each page in the customer app is basically a re- a shelf in the retail world in the offline world right and the home page probably you can consider oh what is my best selling products what should i actually show there right so for example in our case it will be fruits and vegetables right and um, 
even some of the main grocery items like your dal and pulses how how good offers are going on on those products and that is what you would want to show in the home page right so yeah like you said it's more of a shelf if you have to connect to the offline world so now let's say moving on from the home page you get to the category you get to the product listing pages let's say your search page you search for rice and then you see a whole list of products so that is your um, search page or any product listing page for that matter right now how do you decide ki uh, what products do you show there right so of course it has to be a mix of in stock products and out of stock products right so of course you would not want to show out of stock products right on top i mean uh, so let's say you are searching for amul butter and for some reason amul butter is not there right so it doesn't mean that you show let's say okay nandini butter and all of that the user is very clear that he wants amul butter so in this case what we can do is um that okay whenever you search for amul butter we can we can show amul butter and show it as out of stock and also show nandini butter or or let's say some other butter as similar products right so this is what goes when when you want to ensure like the best experience for the customer right and when it comes to category listing pages um what i mean by that is let's say fruits and vegetables uh, you you click on that category you you will see potato onion tomato in the first few results because that is the most selling one we use onion and tomato in <laughs> yeah we use we use that in probably every dish that we do and that is like the most selling product even on big basket so you would want to show the most selling products on top right rather than let's say broccoli like how many of us use broccoli so it's you can you can choose to show it little more uh, like let's say down in the list and show the most commonly used products at the top so and and what i want to cover is also the out of stock uh, prod, uh, out of stock side of it now the thing is whatever is actually there in the warehouse is what uh, has to be shown in the app right so in case of this um, fruits and vegetables of course uh, we won't be able to come up with the perfect estimate because it's more in like kgs or it's like infinite stock right because we keep getting the fresh procurement every day but when it comes to let's say maggi packets okay we want to make sure that the warehouse which is there in bangalore let's say it has 100 maggi packets versus let's say in mumbai there are 80 maggi packets the customer who is logging on uh, to bb from mumbai once those 80 products are sold out he will see that as out of stock right and the customer who is logging in from bangalore he will have to see the stock according to what is there in the bangalore warehouse so a very tight integration happens there ki how when to show this out of stock product when when to show that the product is out of stock right so that is part of the pre order journey i suppose uh, there also would be a lot of segmentation right so probably what i see in the home page may not be what someone else sees because of the the kind of things that i order right so probably these are where uh, as a product manager you you know use uh, data science and other models sure so you're talking about the personalization side of it right so 
definitely that would be the end goal of any e-commerce product because the space that is there on the home page or any category listing page it's all very limited so of course we are getting uh, in that direction so because it's not a it's not like oh we will just build it in one day right so it's a lot of learning which you have to take from let's say two years of your shopping journey and show what it is and also it has to be kind of um, it has to um, take recency into factor like let's say i never shop baby products on big basket but now suddenly let's say i'm searching for baby products i'm adding it so probably that means okay there is some baby at home and that is when probably you'll show more baby products uh in the home page for you as recommended products right so that is the personalization side of things so yeah i think uh, bb we uh, we still not yet there in in terms of uh, showing the personalized products on the home page but one important section that we show is the smart basket so smart basket is completely personalized okay so in fact it kind of um, predicts that what you might buy next right so rather than just showing recommended products something which you have not bought it mainly focuses on what you generally buy and what you might be running out soon let's say a shampoo which you generally buy let's say once in two months and if at all let's say some it, it's been like one one month three weeks then you'll probably see the shampoo in the smart basket for sure saying you might be running out of this soon and you might probably need to add this to cart right now so smart basket i'll say is the most personalized um, section that you will see on the home page for you and some of the banners is also personalized for example let's say you're not a bb star member okay and let's say mayank is a bb star member he will not see a banner of um saying by bb star membership but let's say krishna is not a bb star member you will probably see a banner or more pitching where we are trying to say hey look these are the benefits of bb star why don't you try so all of this has to be uh, built from the product side yeah recently i was having a you know a, a, a tough time trying to convince a friend of mine so she was telling me hey you know open the home page of this app and then you see the second thing right not not the big basket app it's some other app the second thing you know that's what i'm trying to buy i'm not able to do this then i said okay if i open it i'm going to see a totally different home screen because uh-huh. i don't buy that at all right and no how can it be the home screen should be the same for everyone i said no it's not like a yahoo oh. mail or a gmail there is a lot yeah. of work that goes you know where the product manager and the you know data science people work on customizing definitely definitely yeah <laughs> so uh, babra I, so i one question i keep wondering about like say for example if i if, uh, you mentioned right if i started buying uh, baby products uh, or maybe if i am buying a uh shampoo so there is a high probability that i would want to buy conditioner right so mm-hmm. there are a lot of mappings that happen like this right there is a lot of grouping mm-hmm. that will happen like if i bought tea i might end up buying sugar so very basic mm-hmm. example so how does this actually work did do, so in the back end is someone actually building this intelligence and or or is the system actually learning by themselves and saying okay this is the combo that goes together and hence we should pitch if person bought this then you pitch this so so i have i have always wondered on how does that work yes so that's a good question so in in big basket only you will see combo products right so for example the the example that you just mentioned shampoo and conditioner let's say there is l'oreal shampoo and within that product if you just click on the various pack types you will see a combo product saying l'oreal shampoo plus conditioner at let's say some more with more discounts right so how does this happen is basically by studying the customer buying pattern right so here it's more like um 
let's say i will take 1000 people um 1000 people who are generally buying shampoo now along with the l'oreal shampoo what do they generally buy right so if you pick any one product you will see that okay if let's say 1000 people bought shampoo and out of that 1000 people let's say uh, 400 people actually bought a l'oreal conditioner also along with it then yes it makes more sense to put that conditioner and the shampoo as a combo product right and probably give little more discount right let's say with shampoo you you're getting probably let's say 10 rupees discount now put both of them together and give let's say 15 rupees probably in you know right like all i mean most indians we are all like penny pinchers especially when it comes to like kind of grocery shopping and the same old shampoo that we are buying we want to save more money on that so that's how it works right so similarly let's say there is um some other product also let's say face mask right let's say um let's say someone is buying face mask also but probably uh, if 1000 people are buying a shampoo and out of them only 10 people are buying a face mask also as part of that basket then it probably doesn't make sense to uh, put it as a combo right so you will have to see at every product level to be frank right so what is that they generally buy uh, within the same category now again there are two parts to it within the same category and cross category for example bread and eggs okay if you mm. see that is also a combo now the shampoo conditioner they were part of the same category if you think about it it's all mm. under personal care now this bread and eggs they're totally different like bread is under this bakery thing and eggs is like like different yeah. now palak paneer is another example Yes, exactly. Palak paneer. They It's go hand in hand. Uh-huh. I think as a customer, I like. Huh, palak paneer. So, I mean, who does not think? But the system, educating the uh-huh. system about that, saying that palak and paneer go together is the major <laughs> challenge, right? Yes, yes. So, so the uh, basic funda that I can tell you is uh, two two things. One is within the same category, uh, that is slightly more easier. But the palak paneer example, that is little more tougher, right? Even this bread eggs <laughs> thing, uh, that is like if you see, it's basically replicating the offline world, right? Bread and eggs, and then milk also you will generally buy along with it, right? So, uh, basic funda is you will see. Um, like the whole order together what all do generally people buy together buy irrespective of let's say it is cross category or within the category and then you will see the number of customers exhibiting the same behavior right and that is when you will kind of come up with this combos and definitely there are uh, two ways of combos again one is the system uh, generated combos right so so the system understands all of this but sometimes probably uh, the system is not able to come up with a certain behavior and we know for a sure from the offline world let's say palak paneer thing let's say we will <laughs> generally buy uh, palak outside because it's more fresh let's say and then paneer they buy from uh, big basket mm. now but you know for a fact ki oh generally maybe a person who is buying paneer could probably do palak paneer often so you might want to introduce that combo and if you probe the customer about it maybe he will buy it so sometimes some combos can be manual in nature but of course that's not the major segment uh, the major segment is system understands all of this yeah so that's where i think human intelligence comes into picture and where so yes 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 and i i would like uh, to call out one learning here um so the combos right so initially uh, when we built it system did a lot of combos sometimes it doesn't even make sense so in that case as a initial check we had to kind of um, say that okay no no this combo does not make sense so the manual intervention was definitely there 
whenever we build such machine learning things right so it's basically system learning this behavior and coming up with something so some amount of manual intervention is definitely required probably in every product i would say <laughs> when even the chatbot example i can give you okay so whatever the system understands sometimes it's little weird i'll say probably like 90% it's good but the 10% is so funny <laughs> so these are like the things that go on twitter oh <laughs> uh, yeah <laughs> true so yeah you maybe you can you can give an example of a quirky combo that the system recommended if you remember any oh it was built like some 3 4 years back Achha, uh, i think so i don't remember <laughs> but it was funny at that point in time <laughs> like shampoo and probably even broomstick but like it doesn't make sense right <laughs> so i i think it was very funny combos to be frank at that time so of course we removed all of it by human intervention and then we corrected the system yeah so there are a lot of uh, checks and balances that go behind and ensure that whatever is shown to the customer is to the point and makes sense for the customer as well yes absolutely uh, so i think one more uh, one more uh, i had one more question around uh, probably search right i think you have worked on search and uh, uh, so in general uh, Uh, how does sort of in, so as a customer i always expect kiar matlab pyaaz dikhaye to samajh jana chahiye chanin right how difficult is it right so but for the system to understand saying ki bhai pyaaz ka matlab onion hota hai and and there are there are hundreds of examples like this right so in in maharashtra and there is this geographical uh, localized search that comes into picture ki maharashtra mein you call it kanda and not onion uh-huh. or pyaaz right yes. so so how does in general and how do you sort of ensure saying kiar whatever the customer is looking for you give an example of amul butter the result for amul butter or probably butter would be different and the experience would be different yes. so in general how do you sort of maybe explain how does search work for uh, our listeners sure yeah so i'll i'll explain about the pyaaz uh, <laughs> pyaaz search first okay so these are called um, synonyms so basically these are synonyms right like onion pyaaz iruli in kannada all of this they all mean the same Now the system, we have to tell the system that all this, uh, all these three words are the same. So that is why we have a popular thing called uh, synonyms in search. And uh, so we we use a uh, solar and elastic search to power uh, the search system. So there we have this uh, thing called synonyms file. Okay. So, so in are the- these the services? Sorry, Bhavna. Are these the services that uh, provide search? Uh, can what is maybe solar or elastic search? Maybe you can spend uh, one line on it. Sure. See, uh, ha. So, Elasticsearch is is basically a system um, which will make sure that okay, let's say you have thousands of products, right? And now when you search, when you type a word, let's say onion, it has to go through all thousand products, right? It has to go through all thousand products, and then it has to figure out. Let's say there are uh, five products which are matching onion, right? So now there is onion shampoo also, and then there is onion uh, vegetable also. Now. within this 1000 products oh i have to first take these 10 products because it is matching onion onion keyword now out of this 10 products again you have to sort which you have to show first right so here you want to show whenever people say onion it's mostly the vegetable that they are referring to and not the onion shampoo now again the system should understand all of this right so you would want to show onion vegetable and then probably sometime like after a few products you would want to show onion shampoo also right so all this intelligence is built in elastic search okay now we have to tell the system of course uh, like let's say 
Mintra for Mintra it doesn't make sense uh, to have onion and pears and iruli as the synonyms, right? It makes sense only for a grocery system. Now in that synonyms file, uh, we will have to feed in that information, saying that okay. So I was the person who was feeding that information, saying that okay, onion comma pears comma iruli comma kanda comma some <laughs> some twenty other languages <laughs> in which we we uh, call uh, onion. So of course it's not like a one day thing. That is what I would like to say. It's uh, it you learn those synonyms over time, right? So as a basic check, what we did is okay. We call different. Uh, we call people from different um, states, and then that we told okay, tell us what what it means in in what do you call onion or what do you call let's say tom- tomato in your language. But that is only very very basic. Okay, only by looking at. each and every query in search we can eventually add more synonyms and even improve the search conversion okay so it's a five year old activity i'll say i mean i started doing it uh, when i started my journey and we still do add synonyms uh, once in a while so yeah interesting So I think there is a lot of uh, regular feedback that keeps coming in, and someone is actually looking at the search queries that people are looking for, uh, searching for, and then saying, "Okay, what is the best possible result that we should show? And what are the null searches? What is the accuracy?" And you probably would be also looking at saying, "Okay, we showed the search result, but no one is buying that." So if, yes. you, if for example, onion, you start showing up onion shampoo on top, and no one is actually adding that item to a cart, that means there is something wrong. So these can be the indicators. Caters for the product manager and the team to actually understand and say, okay, uh, what is going wrong, and then maybe go and fix it. Yes, you you said it perfectly. Yes. So the more the main point of uh, search optimization is first you you kind of have to bucket it. Okay, like how many were successful searches? You search for onion, and let's say people there is a good amount. Let's say you have a benchmark of uh, let's say thirty percent conversion. If at all it is it is um, at that level or more than that, then okay, I think you can assume that this is all working fine. And now comes the failed searches. Basically, you're showing zero results. Right? M A G I. Uh, I mean, people write that spelling for Maggie M A G I. Now, probably you're showing zero results. That means you're losing lot of lot of uh, revenue right there, right? So you. the easiest thing that you can do is okay look at the failed searches and how many people are like let's say if one person is searching for that spelling then it's fine it doesn't make sense for us to go and fix each and everything so whenever you bucket the bucket the search queries as success failed searches means we showed zero results and we also have something called partial success Uh, which is like let's say <laughs> volini example i want to give okay let's say someone searched for volini and uh, we didn't have volini in big basket okay and the system was correcting it to volumizing okay and it showed volumizing shampoo and of course the conversion was zero <laughs> like people searching for volini for a different reason and we are showing shampoo there so that is what we also have to look in the partial success bu- bucket okay so and the way of course we cannot look at each and every query that is the first thing that we have to remember so in all of these buckets what we can do is look at the number of times a keyword was searched and then let's say pick 100 the top 100 in all three buckets and then uh, look at the conversion of each and everything right see for example paneer let's say you wrote a wrong spelling of paneer and that kind of corrected it to the right spelling of paneer 
okay so system did the right correction in that case but in case of volini it did something else right so that is why we have to look at each and every uh, each and every query um great bhavna i mean it it is interesting to uh, see what all goes into search however uh, can you uh, you know uh, tell us uh, from a product manager's point of view like where where does a product manager fit into uh, this equation of on in search sure sure yeah definitely so okay now the thing is let's say you are the pm for search and then the goal is okay you have to move let's say the conversion from let's say 30% to 35% okay i'm just uh, giving you an example now how do you even uh, start start working on this right so like i previously mentioned uh, these three buckets so were there so like 30 to 35% is uh, means uh, out of 100 searches 30 searches are getting converted ha huh. so here what i mean is see um, the objective of search conversion is it's not like okay they have to eventually place the order okay the customers may abandon the cart for various reasons right so the whenever you have to think about search conversion what we mean is if 100 people searched for rice how many people added something to basket added a product from that results page to the basket if 100 people searched for rice let's say 30 people added any of the rice product from that search results page to basket it means he is converted right now out of 100 people who searched for rice only 30 people added something the rest 70 did not even add okay so that is what i mean Got by search conversion yeah yeah it, it's not about whether they actually ultimately place the order or not that does not tell you about how good your search is right okay so now coming uh, to how to approach the problem so now let's say um, we have to move this metric from x to y percentage now we have this three buckets which i just spoke about successful searches uh, what i mean is uh, let's say you searched for rice and then the system also understood that rice worked properly and it gave results for rice and in case of failed let's say that maggi it showed zero results for magi and let's take the volini uh, part which where it changed into voluminizing which was a wrong uh, correction by the system now the most uh, easy the, the first step that i took um, was to fix the failed searches because that was more like um, okay we know what are the wrong uh, spellings which users are um, searching for and then we built a very simple system to say uh, okay for this spelling of magi map it to maggi okay so we did that manual mapping for few keywords and uh, and of course it resulted in good conversion like it was from 0% to let's say it went to whatever 30% right so that was a easy one to fix and now coming to the partial success bucket okay now i like i told you let's say p a n i r is getting corrected to p a n e r which is the right correction so system is doing good let's say 90% of the cases but of course in case of volini the problem was that product did not even exist in the system okay now what we have to do is in such cases where we don't even have the product the best experience that you can give to the customer is by showing similar products right so in this case we had move in the system so what we thought is okay uh, whenever user search for volini what we can do is okay we do not have products of volini uh, showing uh, some similar products which you may be interested in so that again we have to tell the system ki dekho bhai for whenever user is searching for volini move products dikha do again we built another mapping saying that okay for this keyword this is the mapping 
okay for for volini it's more and similarly teddy bar or something there is another brand and we don't have teddy bar in the system but we have sebamed in the system so whenever users search for teddy bar we said theek hai uh, no results of teddy bar instead showing results for sebamed and definitely conversion improved because see probably in case of uh, baby products and all probably people are a little specific right they would not want to Uh, like kind of change the brands but when it comes to move volume like theek hai koi bhi kaam kar dega to it it definitely improved the conversion there so that is how uh, i kind of approach the partial success bucket okay and the most interesting one was the success bucket okay see uh, in success uh, successful search keywords most of them did well okay but one classic example that i want to call out is the red chili example So what happened was whenever uh, let's say customer searched for red chili, we were showing a cashew product. Okay, so and the reason that cashew product came into picture was because the cashew product ka pro title wo jo hota hai like it said BB Royal Masala Red Chili. Okay, now the thing is it's more of a snack that you get that masala red chili um, product. and the actual red chilies which is basically um which is basically the dry chilies right so we call it as dry chili of course some people call it as red chili now what happened was all these um dry chili product it did not have red in its title okay so none of these were kind of coming whenever a user searched for red chili so one quick fix that we did is we added red chili and dry chili as synonyms right because they are actually the kind of same it's just that some people call it dry chili and some people call it red chili so we added uh, dry chili and red chili as synonyms and this was a very quick fix to do and it improved the search conversion and the better um, and the next step to this was adding that red in the title itself right because whenever you search for red chili you would customers also want would want to see that red chili in the title also right so that is more of a content fix so the content team did that part and we added synonyms and that kind of solved the problem so the main thing is probably not every um, every problem needs a tech solution we don't have to build anything from scratch right so in this case we just um, we just added synonyms as red chili dry chili and of course you cannot do that for everything so in case of volini and move we had to show similar products of course we built an enhancement in that case and in case of again this failed searches maggi and juice ka to some hundreds ruofza has the most uh, variety of spellings okay so ruofza has some thousand spellings in the system so in this case we had to just say that oh all this 100 spellings of ruofza has to be mapped to one the right spelling of ruofza so this is how you kind of approach the problem you can first fix, uh, go to fix on failed and then go to partial success and then also look at the successful searches and build solutions or probably you leverage whatever is there in the system and kind of optimize it and trust me all of this did wonders in the search system for us yeah it must be very uh, you know liberating when you uh, do these and then when you start seeing the results uh, yeah <laughs> <laughs> definitely definitely it was i think i think that's the that's the end goal right so eventually product managers are responsible for bringing in impact and getting more people to so uh, maybe if more people add more things to the cart the average order value goes down and the profit goes up 
so i think uh, and that is what uh, product managers are expected to bring into the system right so yes definitely think. definitely so especially search right so you know in e-commerce where we have like thousands of products search is one of the most important function i would say and and also if you think about it when a person is searching for something it definitely shows high intent right and you would not want to lose the customer right we want the customer to add some product from that search results page so definitely optimizing search can really move the metrics very very quickly for you right yeah i mean i i think uh, customers are also trained nowadays to search search is a easy way out for everyone so yeah i i understand exactly. how important it is for discovery So for, yes. for me i think big basket's best filter is uh, bought it before i i do nothing i just <laughs> yes. put that bought it before filter and like done i don't want to try new things i'm happy <laughs> so couple of years back i had uh, i mean this is many years back so i had actually told you know because every time i ha- i was getting into this problem like you know keep adding the same thing again and again and i like why don't you like make a cart a ready made cart where i can just add it And then after a couple of months, I think I, Smart Basket was a solution for that. Yes, Smart Basket was the solution for the problem. Maybe your email triggered. I don't <laughs> to know, the building but of Smart Basket. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the, the Smart Basket, of course, it's a evolving product for sure. It's getting refined more and more. And like Mayank pointed out, that bought by you filter. So that again is a very good uh, feature when it comes to grocery, right? It doesn't make sense for Mantra. right because mm-hmm. you don't buy the same clothes but for grocery you generally buy the same same shampoo same toothpaste all the time and uh, smart basket and bought by you filter they they kind of uh, solve this problem so that they don't so that customers don't have to uh, go through this whole whole journey of searching and adding the same product yeah yeah it also kind of demand shapes uh, the you know the the products so i think i think that in a way when you look at what a product manager does um, on on one side it looks like magic on the other side uh, there is a lot of demand shaping also that is going at the background uh, so so i i keep um, you know you know keep switching between our product managers devils or are they angels <laughs> I think they are they are angels for sure that's what I will tell <laughs> Probably uh, I mean uh, I I don't know to whom we are devils probably when we bug engineers or some other managers to like karo karo like let's release it soon probably we are devils only in that part but I think apart from that uh, I think we are surely angels <laughs> I think uh, uh, between product managers as well, we are always devil. So imagine Bhavna fighting with the product manager of ad, saying that search result pe pehla result ad ka aega and just oh man, trust like, me, this happened. This <laughs> happened in real <laughs> because it. I like I don't like. Let's say a person who's searching for Coke, we don't want to show Pepsi as the first result, right? <laughs> But then your your stakeholder, you know what they'll say? They'll say, "Oh, even Google is doing this. You search for Big Basket, Grofers ad will come up. If Google is doing this, why why can't we do this?" And now I don't have an answer to it. <laughs> and so you cannot go and tell them saying that my conversion is lower. It's only because of you. Like, how? Yeah, money. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because the ad revenue is also one of the major uh, revenue streams. right so it becomes quite important there so then what we bargained was okay theek hai um, it shouldn't be like okay as soon as you search for a product we can't show like all three uh, 
products which are ads right and amazon does this okay which i really don't like sometimes ki sab kuch ad hai wahan pe ad. <laughs> 70% of the screen is ad and maybe 30% is organic but i'm very glad that uh, bb does not do that so what we eventually uh, i mean the agreement that we came up to was okay first position fourth position and seventh position are ads and in between everything is from organic uh, results so that is what you will see even on the listing page probably the first product and fourth product and seventh product are all ads but the rest of them they're all organic in nature <laughs> so yeah it's a lot of fight which goes on between pm and the stakeholders so yeah it's fun <laughs> at times <laughs> Uh, thanks uh, bhavna i mean i think it is quite interesting how we uh, you know uh, dived into search uh, we 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 took a specific example of a goal and then how you worked towards achieving the goal so i, I think it it will be quite uh, uh, useful for all our listeners to uh, understand what a product manager does uh, in this particular context um so thank you very much for your time Yeah, it was a pleasure having you. It was really great. It was like more like a rewind of my journey at Big Basket, right from the combo to adding search synonyms every week. So yeah, it was a really good podcast, even for me. Um, it was like a flashback, and yeah, definitely I'm available for any mentoring uh, sessions for aspiring PMs or even budding uh, product managers. Oh yeah, coming on, to on that, I did uh, you know see that you are doing some training. Uh, can you tell us about it? Yes. So see, a lot of uh, people now it's it's like product manager uh, is the hot cake job, right? So it's it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of power, also I would say. um so yeah a lot of people approach me on linkedin um saying they also want to become a product manager and they mostly engineers or designers right or um, someone who is in let's say category management who want to transition into product so i kind of mentor them on how they can start developing the product thinking mindset right so because you you need to be in that space like when i joined as a pm of course it took a lot of time it took like more than 6 7 months for me to kind of get used to this product management piece so now there are a lot of online courses which you get so of course all of them will definitely train you and they'll give a good idea on what product management is actually about so in those terms i also kind of uh, mentor people based on their background for designers i tell them uh, in a different way that how they can improve on the technical side of things and the business side of things and for an engineer i will tell them how they can improve on the design side of things so yeah so that's what i am into now ki i can i can mentor aspiring pms and even um, like budding pms i would say awesome so how can they reach out to you or oh, they can reach out to me on linkedin my name is bhavna angadi on linkedin and they can also uh, reach out to me through graphy uh, it's bhavna.graphy.com so yeah <laughs> awesome i leave your linkedin uh, disc- uh, link in our show description and uh, we didn't get into the details of warehouse management and uh, post order probably we will do an episode sometime later definitely trust me that's like extremely interesting okay i recently went to the hub which is there in mahalakshmi layout and uh, i spent close to 6 hours in the in the warehouse it was just crazy okay the way operations work you will be amazed Okay, so yeah, definitely we'll try to do one of those uh, sessions regarding warehouse management. Awesome. So, listeners, if you're interested to know about it, then uh, you reach out to us, you uh, ping us, you tweet us, and then uh, we will call Bhavna back for a discussion on that. <laughs>
<laughs> sure yeah thanks thanks krishna thank you so much mayank it was a great collaboration i would say thank you very much bhavna for coming and if you like this podcast then do share it and you can reach out to us at productmanagement0100@gmail.com or you can find us on twitter at pm_journey thank you very much